0: Welcome to the Building BN Podcast, where we take an inside look at Bloomington Normal Economic Development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners, hosted by your BNEDC.
1: Welcome to Building BN, a podcast by your Bloomington Normal Economic Development Council. Today in our Uptown Normal office studio, we welcome Kurt Rindle, Executive Director of the Work Ready Program Development and Innovation at Heartland Community College.
0: So to get things started, if you could talk a little bit about your history and background and how you ended up here in Bloomington Normal.
1: Well, my, my wife and I met at Knox College in Galesburg and following college, we moved down to, we moved, first we moved up to Freeport and okay. we kind of trying to figure out what we're, what we're gonna do with our lives. So she got <laughs> yeah. into uh, community health education and I was a substitute teacher for a while. And then she joined Teach for America and we moved down to Louisiana. Oh. Uh, I taught down there, uh, Spanish for, uh, three years before moving back up to Illinois. Uh, then we were in Rock Falls for a number of years and Byron, and uh, kind of jumped over to higher ed at Sauk Valley Community College. I uh, got some experience in instructional design and marketing, and then their institutional adv- advancement operations. Um, through that time, I would uh, started a doctorate in community college education, uh, community college leadership, and um, had always been attracted to the Bloomington Normal area. Seemed like a really vibrant, where you getting the best of the big city life, mm-hmm. but then the best of like the kind of quiet small town where everybody knows everybody. So, um, Heartland has a phenomenal reputation. So, just kind of kept an eye out for opportunities there, and saw when they were moving into the Work Ready uh, area, uh, they had innovation in the title, and that's my middle name. So nice. I was like super excited to, to see that the college was willing, willing and interested to move fast into the meeting the industry needs and grow the workforce. So. I applied for that position, it seemed like a great fit. Just everything and had fallen into place and we moved down here and haven't looked back, so.
0: That's awesome. Um, so did, you said you started your doctorate? Or are you still working on it or you finished I it? I finished
1: the coursework, and I'm okay. on that like, dissertation. Wait on dissertation. <laughs>
0: so soon it'll be doctorate Kurt <laughs> Nice, so. that's very cool. Um, so yeah, besides that, that's pretty unique. Um, what's a unique, fun, personal fact about yourself?
1: Well, while I was teaching and working on a master's degree, I applied for a program through Tulane University to study Tachikal Maya, the Maya language in Guatemala. Mm. So I was always the worst, absolute worst language student in the history of the world. Like it wouldn't stick. I could see it. I could read it. I could hear it. And then, you know, two years later, I'd get it. So um, I thought, you know, having gotten pretty good at Spanish myself and teaching it, it'd be a good opportunity for me to go back to square one and see really how how hard it is for most people to learn another language. So I started with Kachikel and then, again, was the worst student in the class for <laughs> a whole summer and kind of, at the time, was really looking at it on a on another lens of, like, how does a person learn and trying to look at how the teachers were teaching us and then be able to bring that back to the classroom. So. Uh, I've got just a little bit of Kachi Kalamaya that's still with me, but I could say uh, good morning and ask you how you are, so
0: go. That works. Uh, I've never even heard of that language before, so we're already learning something.
1: Se yeah. la <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my six weeks of learning. <laughs> hey, listeners, Nick Duffel here, project manager for your ETC. Are you interested in locating or expanding your business here in Bloomington Normal? Well, visit bnbiz.org a one-stop shop for all of the available properties throughout McLean County. For more information, see our show notes or email me, nick, at bnbiz.org.
0: Well, that's actually uh, pretty good um, for experience-based learning because it's actually showing you, like you said, how other people can learn, uh, which I think would be very valuable as you design um, different courses or programs that come through, which actually leads into, you know, your role at Heartland, like what, I'm sure you wear multiple hats while you're out there, but what's like the average day look like for you?
1: So the average day is probably split into three different areas. I mean, it can be very day to day, but one big part of it is having the pulse on industry and mm-hmm. what what the needs are, um, where the the bottlenecks are, um, and identifying what's the pathway forward. So there's so many different ways we can solve a problem. And then the question is, what's the what's the best solution, the most practical solution, so we can take that back to the team at Heartland and you know decide if it's kind of a continuing ed customized training solution or we're building a whole program on the credit side. So. Um, that's one component is working with industry, the other one's working with community partners. because We wanna make sure that everyone coming into our programs has the resources they need to be successful in the program. I mean, everyone, you know, right now with everything that's going on in, in life, you know, you're not just a student, you're not just an employee, right. you've got kids, you've got family members, you're taking care of parents, you're taking care of nieces, you know, and then you've gotta make it out to the school or you've gotta have internet connection uh-huh. to, to get into your classes. and. Um, but it's exciting to pull all that together. So the, that middle part's getting the community partners around and getting the support for our students. And then the final end is working internally with everyone at the, at the college. So we've got to, you know, bring work with our, our faculty, the different supportive services offices, and then the administration, and um, and then get all that paperwork together and get it to the state and get everything approved. So it's really exciting having so many different areas to, to kind of bring together to
0: really do big things. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that we wanted to have you on the podcast—is unpack, you know, each of those because there are so many resources that I don't think um, enough people in our community realize are available. Uh, so if we can dive into some of those, I know. How important our relationship is with Heartland Community College because you know we do our business retention and expansion visits, um, just checking in on businesses to see you know how they're doing and hopefully they're growing. Uh, but like number one issue, especially now, it seems like louder than even before when we started this over a year ago, is workforce. Uh, people are wondering you know where the workers are, and um, luckily for us, we've had prospects come in too, ask the same questions, and we've touted your programs and actually the, just the ability to create programs has been huge for landing prospects because they're saying well. Doesn't seem like you have anyone that knows this skill set. And I was like, no, but I know a guy who can make a program <laughs> uh, to get you the talent that you need. Uh, so, yeah, if you can jump into a little bit uh, just about you know how you're meeting or what programs that you guys can design um, for businesses that are here.
1: Yeah. Well, I've got two examples to show of recent ones that we've we've worked with uh, local employers to build. One is a peer recovery program. So Chestnut Health Systems came to us and asked if we could help them uh, work together to write a grant to get. Million dollars to develop this program, and the timelines just kind of didn't work out. And the scope, we weren't exactly positioned for maybe who the grant was looking for. But I said, you know, we could still do this for free. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, worked together over the last year. We um, aligned the the program to the state certification. Um, Built out the coursework and now we're kind of working together to to reach out to a lot of other employers to build apprenticeships around this program and The peer recovery is phenomenal because it's an opportunity for anybody with lived experience either with substance use or um, mental health to Share their journey through recovery with other people in recovery so it's kind of pivoted away from like a deficit mindset to this recovery oriented system of care and then you know the the pay is really good for that position, and then you know you get to you get to live your best life, helping other people live their best life. So we're really excited about that program, and it's one of the first ones available in the state, and we're hoping to scale that uh, going forward. And then another one is on our electric vehicle. So right when I joined, priority number one was you know. Heartland doesn't have an automotive program, which is a like a little bit of a disadvantage, and started up an electric vehicle program. Yes, yeah. Um So the initial question was, can we do it? Can we develop this like add-on electric vehicle component that people can come with a traditional automotive background? And as we did research and connected with other programs around the country and around the world, we learned, you know, all your upfront costs in being able to get a vehicle up in the air and an 800-pound battery out of a vehicle. <laughs> Like, your costs are built in, so you might as well build the whole program. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we were kinda looking at, you know, a multi-million dollar proposition to develop this new program, but we did our homework, we connected with those programs, we identified what we need to go in there, and then, fortunately, this past year, um, the state of Illinois released a grant for a manufacturing training academy. And I think people don't realize, but 80% of the jobs in electric vehicles right now are in manufacturing and, you know, there's not a better place in the, probably in the world than right here in Bloomington Normal mm-hmm. to to launch an electric vehicle program that's also aligned to manufacturing needs. Um, so we put an application in for that and we were fortunate to have a Governor Pritzker on campus on April 28th to announce that we were awarded seven and a half million dollars to launch that program. And um, the other exciting part about that is we weren't waiting for that building to get built two years from now. We're finding a site off off campus and we're launching that program this fall so you know we're we're really working on being responsive and getting these programs from from concept to launch as fast as possible
0: that is uh, the beauty of um, just the community college you know concept and the, just the mindset that's there is how much Nimbler that you can be compared to some major um, institutions that are out there uh, which is, is what you need and that's that's kind of what the the whole concept is designed to do the, the other thing that I wanted to mention because I, I correct me if I'm wrong but the the EVEs program that you have in the Manufacturing Academy, anyone in Illinois can come to this.
1: Yes, the Manufacturing Training Academy is designed to serve all of Region 1. We're targeting everyone like north of Springfield and Illinois, and it's going to be a little bit of a matter of time to get the program grounded, but then kind of transitioning portions online and then having... Uh, Mechanism for people to travel to the area or complete through regional partners. So we kind of have to build that model out a little bit. Okay. But, um,
0: I well, know it's it's great timing for that because I believe according to Rivian's development agreement they were supposed to be at 400 employees and they've recently, you know, surpassed 1400 and they're wanting to hit 2000 by the end of the year so no pressure on getting that thing spun up but that'll that'll help out, you know, the entire industry for years to come just even looking around the automotive industry everybody's going electric so this is uh mm-hmm. this is great to be, you know, starting this up right now or spinning it up. Um, If we can talk a little bit about some of the other programs that you have? Because I know that you also have the ability to design. um, I mean, besides starting up a new program, you can do like custom programs for businesses. Yeah. One
1: example of that is kind of a hazardous material certification. So we're working with uh, local agriculture companies or trucking companies to build in kind of a responsive, quick um, hazardous material certification. So, you know, anything. Anything that you don't need a uh, college credit for necessarily, right. you know, we can work to to bring in subject matter experts either locally from the company itself or nationally to build those
0: training programs. Yeah, I think people think about community colleges like, okay, that's where you go to get your, you know, two year degree. That's going to be a stepping stone, um, but the ability to have, you know, and a lot of the jobs that we have, especially in the manufacturing world, only take one to two years. Um, but this one that you're talking about, you can, you know, customize certain certifications um, for a company. Uh, and that's that's a great example that you just gave, and then the other side of it too. You're talking about you know the second side of your day working with the community partners that are out there. A lot of people don't know, um, but once they're in, and the businesses know on both sides. You know whether it's a you know underemployed uh, person or someone coming out of uh, high school. You know, and even the businesses themselves that the feds have already you know put out money that goes through the state, which comes here locally, and they can actually help you, um, you know, pay for these courses. So it's something that, you know, you mentioned earlier, even, I don't, well heck, I mean, Workforce 180 can help out with you know rent and daycare and everything else. And I think that's very important that people realize that besides having all the great resources that are here and a place for to, for you to learn, there's also dollars and even mentors out there to help you get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know, I'm trying to think of all the programs that CareerLink has, um, but do you have any of that to talk
1: yeah, about? Um- we have incumbent worker training yep. dollars, so we can upskill individuals that are already at companies, and we find that that's a phenomenal avenue. F- that's win-win for the company. Mm-hmm. You know, they're able to take someone that has shown they're a good fit culturally, that they're loyal, they st- they show up, they you know are hardworking, and then we can give them added training and move them to the next position. And then that creates opportunity at the ground floor of the company, or even mid-level. If we're upskilling someone from mid-level to upper level and bringing someone new up to mid-level, so you know that's. That's a that gets us to this talent pipeline concept where yes. you know companies are moving from reactive where okay, they have a need they have a, a deficit that they need to solve as quick as possible because every day they're losing money and opportunity and maybe not meeting the customers needs to this proactive mentality where i'm i'm looking projecting ahead this these are going to be my needs and then here's my strategies i'm going to use apprenticeships I'm going to use internships mm-hmm. i'm going to use <laughs> you know some some targeted recruiting into other sectors to bring skilled individuals into um a, my industry right so.
0: no it's great to have it on on both sides because i think a lot of times whenever you know i first got to the community when we talked about workforce it was about workforce readiness and it was more about getting people interested in those you know first or second year um, getting prepared for one but I think that the lowest hanging fruit here and probably in a lot of communities is what you just talked about the upskilling it's like the workers that you already have um, and there are programs that are available you know at heartland but then also the fact that there's federal dollars that if we don't use them they go unused and that they're just kind of sit there until next year but the, the, those dollars are always there um, so we need more people to take advantage of that uh, along with some of the other programs
1: and the other beauty of that is you know as a person's in their position for a couple of years, you know, they want to grow, they want to. They want to unleash more skills and have a greater impact so you know that that helps with retention too because if you can give someone more purpose and more skills they're gonna stay and they're gonna be excited and um have that greater impact on your on your bottom line
0: exactly I, I, we always joke uh, nick and i about you know this being able to see a ladder and as long as you can move up your career ladder and if all of a sudden the career ladder kind of runs out you're looking across the street and there's a bigger ladder over there mm-hmm. so for all the businesses you know I'd, i highly recommend you uh, contact Kurt out at Heartland take advantage of this. Uh, just because if you think about if there's a barrier. There's probably some kind of a program out there that might help remove that barrier. I agree completely. And for us, you know, the impact on the overall community is it's, it's huge. So whenever we talk about the flywheel of economic development and you, know, you talk about your infrastructure and your workforce, uh, you got to have infrastructure for sure, because you don't have roads or rail, um, you're not really moving anything. But if you don't have the people, you're in a lot of trouble, and I think right now, you know, as a, we're coming out of this pandemic, and we're really starting to see that, you know, just across the board, every single industry that we have, doesn't matter if it's restaurants, retail, manufacturing, uh, we need more people, and we need just skilled people. And I think that's the beauty of having an organization like Heartland Community College is that's how you can get your foot in the door. And it, there's so many pathways, and that's why we're trying to work with everybody that's in the space, you know, on the readiness side, on the upskilling, but also retention. And the point now where You know, we were going to do an attraction campaign to try to say, hey, you need to come move to Bloomington Normal. And then we started looking at the housing market around December, January and like, oh, we ran out of houses, so we can't really attract people. Um, So now we're really pushing for a commuting campaign to say we need to like, if you're in the region, 50 mile radius, here's jobs. Um, But in the meantime, you have to have the programs that you're standing up because without that, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. So it's great that you guys are doing that and for us we can only go as far as the businesses and the workforce. And if the workforce stops and that talent's not gonna be there, then the business stops too. Um, so it's, it's vital for us. Is there anything else you wanted to cover underneath your programs or did we miss
1: any of those? Um, one other area I was thinking is when we were talking about that customized training, mm-hmm. there's actually, there's an additional possibility of taking a credit course or a credit program and customizing that too, you know, oh. so if it had traditionally been offered face to face, you know, we can work with, with our industry partners to see if there's a better way um, to meet their needs and deliver that program too. So they're, with that peer recovery, right now we're looking at um, you know offering it in multiple manners. Where someone that's working already with the company or moving into that area, they might want to join the program and take it over a period of you know 16 weeks, a couple nights a week. Um, but then if there's other Agencies that, you know, they want to bring in a bunch of new people, give them up to speed real quick. You know, is there a possibility for us to deliver some of that up front and then feather in just a little bit while they're working full time? And yes. Yeah. So we're we're happy to take any of our stuff and and look at what the what the need is, meet that need and keep the quality throughout.
0: And that actually goes back to uh, just the ability of be being nimble. You know, it's not just a traditional like here's when we have this course. This is when you have to meet it. When it comes to upskilling a workforce, like you said, you know these people have families, they've got full-time jobs a lot of time. Um, that's why online's so important right now, just the ability to uh, get the classes and the information that you need. Something else though, I don't know if you want to cover, but the, the Career Coach, I think is a great tool that you guys have on your website, where if you don't know what you want to be when you grow up, and trust me, there's plenty of people my age as well still say the same thing. It's a great way just to flip through not just you know what the day to day looks like, but the salaries and the actual openings here. And I was always amazed, you know, going through some of the tech ones or the coding ones, um, how much you can make and the openings that are right here in our backyard. Uh, but that that's one way, you know, to to go through all the different industries, all the different skill sets that are needed. But then it also links directly to courses that you have to go get those jobs.
1: Yeah, Career Coach is a phenomenal tool. Um, to find it, you can search Heartland Community College Career Coach. It'll pop right up. Um, there's an assessment there at the beginning, oh, yeah. and they have a short six-question assessment. You can do that assessment, and it'll tell you with like a 90% certainty that this is what you want to do, and an 80% following that. And you know, I took it late in life, and it pinned me right where I'm at. I was, and like, I, I was like, Well, landed I landed the
0: right spot. Yeah, I could have <laughs> saved
1: 15 years if I had yeah. <laughs> taken this a long time ago. Um, and then the other thing I would say is, as you're you're honing in, um, you click on the op- occupation you want to look at, and it might say there's five jobs, you know, projected five annual openings in our region. And I would just say, don't be disheartened by that, because as we're meeting with employers and we're looking at what programs we're developing, we're finding that a single employer might need 15 of somebody. This is one posting. But they're not going to post 15 postings for the same thing. So they're going to take all their candidates in through one posting. And they've told us sometimes they've had that posting up for five years, you know, so that one posting has represented you know, 100 jobs, but...
0: Rivian's a prime example of that. They'll just have one listing for, you know, probably 300 jobs right now. Yeah, that's um, that's great. Yeah, and I think if you
1: don't know that part, you think, well, I'm not gonna, you know, invest the next X number of dollars or X amount of time to become that if there's only like five. But yeah, so, you know, I really wish that our data could show that that's a hundred jobs or something. So
0: that- well, maybe that's another thing that we could add to it. Cause I know that that's pretty customizable. And we talked in the past uh, to Keith about even doing um, almost like videos that just kind of follow a day in the life of, you know, somebody out at one of these for these positions that would show and you could have somebody right there um, you know, just saying, here's what I do. And actually we have 20 of these positions here, but no, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, there is more data out there. So if anyone has questions about what is on Career Coach, um, we we keep data too here at the EDC that'll say, well, actually here's how many of those are in our community.
1: That's a great point. Uh, at Heartland, we just hired uh, two digital media producers that right now are working to kind of tell the stories of our work ready programs and connect with employers to show what What's life like in that occupation, and you know how many jobs are available, what the demand is, and really help people get a sense before they start a program if it's something that they're going to like or not. So, you know, we're we're really kind of pushing, you know, have more information so you know what it's like to do that job, and you know if that's going to be personally satisfying with for you or if it's going to work with your your family and your different constraints in your life. Um, but then, you know, also prior to starting programs, what are some job shadow opportunities or informational interviews because, you know, the day really needs to come to an end where you've done a whole program and then you get to go do it for the first time yeah. to find out you don't like that. <laughs> so we really wanna kind of front load and intertwine um, that kind of work-based learning and, and really getting a sense of what a job is before you invest all that time in, nope. and money into it.
0: Personal experience, I actually went through all of lifeguard training and then once I was done, um, certified as a lifeguard, I went to the pool and I watched and I was like, oh, these guys are glorified babysitters. So I never took the job, but I probably should have started there. So yeah, the same same concept on a smaller scale, um, that yeah, this will be a way to you know get you into an area and get more information before you go down that path. Because I'm sure there's plenty of people that you know thought that Actually, I know personal friends of mine that went to be a teacher because they thought it'd be great, and they got in there, and then they switched to something else because they wanted to have summers off. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is a good way to for career exploration, and I think career coach is a great place to start.
1: Yeah, one last item I wanted to cover is the college and career endorsements. Uh, the state of Illinois recently revamped kind of how we want to think about the degrees and programs that are available in in Illinois, and rather than the traditional academic you know divisions, we kind of want to take it where you're looking at where are the jobs they actually end up. So you can go into IT, but IT is in every sector. IT is in <laughs> manufacturing, IT is in healthcare, IT is in social services. So through this this college and career um, endorsement or the, the career sectors, um, you can search it that way and it helps better link where you're going to end up. So if, if you go to heartland.edu slash degrees, you can kind of search at the top by you can click on the different sectors. So um, Healthcare and, and information technology or manufacturing, engineering, technology and trades. And then all of our programs within that sector pop up. So you might see it pop up in a, diff- a number of different areas. And then you can further filter by one year programs, two year programs and um, financial aid eligible or work ready eligible. And on the work ready, those are kind of our shorter, quicker programs. And I just want to say we have funds through the foundation, through a lot of very dedicated partners that have donated money to help people do short-term certificates that aren't financial aid eligible so um, don't let don't let finance don't let money stop you yeah. you know you have to invest in yourself and you have to you know allow the college to help you move forward so're really excited about kind of relooking at all of our degrees and programs through this framework that's better aligned to um, really pushing Illinois forward and our workforce forward.
0: Yeah, that's awesome that it's a you're nimble enough to be able to do that and customize it more to match. And I think that would also help with the buy-in as you're going through the classes, because I don't know how many times I was sitting in a class and I'm like, I don't know how this relates to what I want to do. <laughs> and if it's lined up with a career path, that makes a ton of sense. And it also, just to reiterate, yeah, it's Harlan Community College and most community colleges are already very affordable, but knowing that there's other resources on top of it, yeah, there's no reason not to. So again, yeah, invest in yourself.
1: Hey, listeners, it's Amber Wolfley, Business Retention and Expansion Manager at your BNEDC. Are you interested in starting your career in McLean County? Head on over to Indeed.com to review their available job listings and see why BN was voted a top most livable city in the nation.
0: So besides that, other personal stories, if you've got somebody, you know, that's going to be into the coming into the community, maybe it's a new teacher, maybe it's a prospect, um, you know, what would be like the perfect day that you would, you know, tour them around and show them off to get them familiar with Bloomington Normal?
1: I don't think there's anything better than the parks, you know, and then downtown, uptown normal, downtown Bloomington. So start with the parks and just enjoy all the, all the outdoor space, all the greenery. And then, uh you know, go to the farmer's market in downtown Bloomington, walk around the uptown s- circle, you know, get a cup of coffee hound and,
0: and just enjoy the day. Yeah, coffee hound at either location. <laughs> Which is very cool. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and also on the, uh, you know, for falling up on the coffee hound, like, do you have, like, one favorite food item here in Bloomington Normal? I'm a taco, taco person.
1: Okay. Uh, and at kind of the old school, just uh those double corn tortillas sure. with, uh, any kind of meat, and then cilantro and onion. So I don't think it gets any better than that. And then just flood it with red and green salsa. Nice. So.
0: From where, where are you getting them from? Oh, Tony's or El Porton. Yep. Nice. And yeah, I was saying before we started recording last night, uh, we went out to Ancho and Agave and actually got the flight of tacos. So it was all 14 of them. Uh, makes it easier on the waitress too, because she's like, which ones do you want? And I was like, "No, just one of each, just yeah. bring it. And it's a very large board, so take multiple people with you with it. If you like tacos, that's a good way to you know, try them all. And the last question that we always ask our guest is uh, why economic development matters to a community.
1: Economic development is everything. I mean, it comes back to the the quality of life and the the life we have for ourselves and what we're leaving for our kids. So, um building, bringing the businesses in, raising the 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 wages and the productivity of the area, keeping those dollars local. I mean, you know, for every business that's exporting somewhere else in the country or somewhere else in the world that's bringing money right here, that's gonna go recirculate in the community. And, um, and then the other thing is just about unleashing passion and talent. So, you know, the, the more our economic development gains steam, you know, the more knowledge that's passed on from the last generation to the next generation, mm-hmm. and then the more, you know, each of us are finding our calling and our work and our next step, and then with our kids, just helping them find that, find that their purpose. Earlier than later, and you know, just not not leaving all that talent and and desire on the table.
0: Right now, that's why actually why we switch. We used to call it the economic development cycle, and now we're calling it the flywheel. Because you're right. Like if we're doing this right, all the community partners are you know firing on all the cylinders, all 12 of them that are up there. Um, it'll keep spinning, and we're gonna it, just the momentum will carry us uh, so far. And also just just the fact of leaving it better than you found it. Like that's that's a great summary. Uh, Well, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to cover while you're here. No. Awesome. Well, (laughs) thanks for coming on. Like I said, we'll get a lot of these links up in the show notes for people. Um, But yeah, there's there's a lot of great resources at Heartland and we're glad to have you guys as a partner.
1: Thank you very much. It was a pleasure speaking with you, Patrick and Nick today. Thank you. Hi, this is Becky at your BNEDC with upcoming events. Saturday, June 12th, is downtown Bloomington's Farmer's Market
0: at 7.30 a.m. Second annual Over the Edge for the Boys and Girls Club is at the Marriott Hotel. McLean County Wheelers
1: Spring Metric Bike Ride is at Kamlara Park. Lavender and Lemons Kitchens and More Tour starts at 10
0: a.m miller park zoo's birthday party starts at noon and lounge about the roundabout featuring kyle yap starts at 6 p.m see our show notes or visit bnbiz.org for more details hope to see you there Next week, as we continue to take an inside look at Bloomington Normal's economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners, and learn more about RBN Advantage.